Welcome to episode 6. We're exploring the world of J-Horror today with 1988's Evil Dead Trap and 2016's Sadako vs. Kayako. So put those big fists down because Omae wa mo shindaru. It's time for Frightful Failures! that Ansem is Xehanort's Heartless, okay? That's not the case. It's actually that Xehanort's Heartless was created and inhabited the body of Terra, who then took the form of Ansem only after meeting Riku in the past as young Xehanort. He went back in time... Okay, but why, but why can't Barret from Final Fantasy VII be in the game? Barret is... Okay... I, I know where you're going with this, and, and Nomura doesn't have any prejudice, okay? Uh-huh. I know where you're going with this, and very, very funny, uh-huh. Zach, very funny, very funny, okay, fine, uh-huh. fine, fine. Yes, are these, well, we should probably get started here. Okay. I'll, I'll start my TED Talk on racism in Kingdom Hearts another time. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Frightful Failures. I am your ghost host with the most, Zach Romero. Joining me is your ghost host with the most... T and Guignol. Being pulled away by Zach from my best boy Sora right now. Pulled away kicking and screaming to record this stupid show I just want to play in. I'll be with Donald and Goofy right now. Playing Twilight. And, playing and Gooby, excuse me. Tw- playing Twilight Town and uh... <laughs> You're like a, Are you a Bing commercial Are you of Kingdom Hearts. Are you just... that I knew that detail? I you, well, you're just saying words you've heard about. It. You're, not like, you're not like putting pieces together. You're just like Mickey Mouse. Is like, fucking oh, Sephiroth very... waiting in Tron for you? you <laughs> he wasn't weeb. in Tron. <laughs> he wasn't in Tron. Okay, fine. Let's just get started here. What does you this, everybody? Oh my god, I didn't think this show could get any more shameful. So, we have kind of stumbled upon a coordinating theme for two films. Uh, to pull back the curtain a little bit here, we I, uh, Tien had picked the first film that we were going to watch and discuss, and I just sort of picked another movie out of a hat, and they both sort of met in the middle, uh, interestingly enough. And so, we're going to start with the older of the two films, as as things typically go. Uh, 1988's Evil Dead Trap. Now, do we want to get out of the way right now that this is doesn't have to do anything with the Evil Dead series that the American series starring our beloved Bruce Campbell uh, that That's we all true. know and love? This really has nothing to do with that. It's it's not even the same thematically. It's not about uh, demons possession. Deadites. No, no. This is definitely an international title for uh, uh, an Asian horror film that they just were like, "Well, Evil Dead's popular, so we'll just sort of piggyback off of that." Um, now, before we get into this film or the second film that we have to discuss, I did have kind of an uncomfortable question to ask you, Tn. Okay, I love that's my favorite kind of question. Now. I don't know if you're like particular if you're as knee deep into Asian horror as you are as into being a weeb, mm-hmm. but uh, for whatever reason, as a consumer, I've always given Asian horror the benefit of the doubt 
I don't I don't really have a reason why. I just do. I assume that Asian horror is going to be a lot more sophisticated and cleverer and not fall into the same cliches as American horror. I guess because I've seen like Audition and I've watched like Old Boy. So I just assume that like, oh, all Asian horror has to be like meaningful and, and sophisticated. And uh, these two movies, spoiler alert, prove that wrong for me. So, uh, but, but here's the thing. Um, yes, there are very sophisticated Asian horror films like the two you mentioned. But then there's this entire other subgenre that I know you're familiar with that kind of began with Tokyo Gore Police, or at least was popularized True. with Tokyo Gore Police, and I was continued with, like, Frankenstein Girl versus uh, Werewolf Transvestite or whatever, and, and, and it's horrible. And granted, it's, you know, incredibly tongue-in-cheek. It's meant to be comedic for the most part, but it still is laughable. I don't know. It's, it's certainly not sophisticated, to, to use the word you used. Okay, so clearly you didn't have the same issue. I went into both these films thinking like, oh, these are going to be very, very highbrow horror films, or at least higher brow than American horror films, and neither of them were. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I was I was prepared. I knew I maybe was expecting our second film uh uh to to be a little more uh tense and not Maybe boring isn't the right word. Maybe boring is the right word. I expected it to be slower paced, and it was. Uh, okay. But 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 uh, no no real prejudices. I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Asian horror buff. I was willing to kind of put on my bird box blindfold and and go on completely blind here. So how very timely of you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's let's do a brief um, plot synopsis of Evil Dead Trap. So Tell basically, us. what happens? is there is a uh, TV reporter, uh, Nami, uh, I, I know I pronounced that right, uh, she you hosts did. a late night uh, news kind of broadcast, sort of found footage sort of show, she is sent a, what seems to be a snuff film at the TV studio, and she takes a sort of ragtag team of uh, staff and, and, and goes and tries to track down where the snuff film was made. It seemed to have been made in a nearby factory. They go and investigate, and then one by one, they are killed off by this... Uh... Ah, hold on there, Zach. Uh, before you, you, you jump uh, the goose here, um, we, we don't want to necessarily reveal uh, uh, who, who the killer is in this case. I think it'd be more fun to play like a, like a Blue's Clues-style... Uh, you at the audience at home play along with us and try and figure out the killer because honestly, you're you're gonna get it. It's easy peasy to find out who the killer is in this movie. So you play along. We'll give you a little uh, some clues throughout talking about the movie, and I, I bet you're gonna come to the same conclusion that we did. So so what were your first okay. impressions about this film, Zach? Um, I have to say that um, I was very impressed with certain visual elements of it. Like it has a it has a definite character to it like at the very beginning when we're seeing from the point of view of seemingly the person who made the snuff film um watching the tv reporter on tv we're seeing like you know creamer put into a coffee cup like it's very dr caligari sort of artsy fartsy looking it really um, is 
And I was also actually somewhat impressed, although it got super repetitive, very impressed with the very 80s synthy soundtrack. Too. Were you? I, really... uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you said it. I, I was more put off by the repetition of it. Um, I think I got a little Stockholm syndrome at the end. Did like you? Like in the beginning, I was like, ooh, okay. And then literally it felt like they only had like two pieces of music to use the whole movie and, and then by the end i was like oh here we go like i i think i got a little stockholm syndrome yeah and i'd say those two pieces of music that they have both sound like they're maybe a, a lead-in to a late 80s pop song Kisses of the sun With sweet identity I let it in my eyes Oh, not another word Just la 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 I mean, I understood that they were trying to maybe create what could have been an iconic, uh, like, Exorcist or Halloween-style, uh, you know, collection of synth notes, where it's like, oh, now you recognize it. This is the famous Evil Dead Trap song that you've heard a lot. You, you know every, it. You on every it. compilation CD of Ab spooky music. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the movie does start off feeling like it's some kind of Dali horror art piece collaboration. Um, and I was, especially looking back on it, I, I am impressed, maybe, or uh, you would... Uh, okay, if you took an American film, if you had the same plot, um, <laughs> the same plot, and you, you made it, uh, you know, American, done by an American studio... I guarantee that the first probably 20 minutes of the film would just be bright daylight shots of getting to know this protagonist and her studio mm -hmm. and some silly jokes and some inner office flirting and all that. It would not open the way that it does with like black and white eyeballs, you know, and weird zoomed in shots of liquid and it wouldn't open like that. It just wouldn't. Well, and that was kind of the thing that I feel was almost deceptive about the movie, is, like, the first, like, ten minutes are lightning fast in terms of, you know, we meet our reporter, she finds the snuff film, she's like, this is really fucked up, let's go track it down, she assembles the team in, like, two seconds, and then they're off. So I'm like, whoa, this is like Blood Diner, like, this is crazy fast-paced. No. Once we get to the factory, then the movie's like, hey, it's not a race, everybody. Let's just go and slow this thing down. <laughs> and then it like goes through a crawl for like the remainder of the film. So uh, there's a few things they find when they get to this factory. There are some weird... I mean, it's falling apart. Uh, well, well, time out, time out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to defend TN here. To anybody Please. listening who's like, oh, they have what... They just skipped right over all these supposed characters that are on this team. Like, I don't know who any of these people are. That's not his fault. The movie tells us nothing. It is not, yeah. You, you, get, the, you get a base amount. You get the fact that there is a man on the team. Uh, he's like a nerd. Yeah, he's, he's like a, a nerd. nerd. But he fucks. He d I, I literally, <laughs> Tien, I wrote that down in my notes. I wrote, so nerd guy bodyguard definitely fucks? Question mark, question mark? So I'm glad there were two question marks. You So yes, we get this like literal like no depth of character. In, in, in fact, this movie is like if 
if Mama Romero got her wish, because my mother always would say that her biggest problem with modern horror was that everything got explained too much. We knew too much about the villain, we knew too much about the hero, and it just bogs the whole thing down. And, you know, back in her day, you could just have a masked villain and that would be the end of it. This is like a, if, a, if that wish was on a monkey's paw. It's like, okay, well, we don't know anything about any of the characters or the killer or where they're at or what the point of any of this is. I didn't realize that Mama Romero had complaints about modern horror. We should bring her on the show. That sounds like an awful, awful idea. Um, yes, no, she does have complaints about that. She thinks everything should just be Halloween and that's it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. But sometimes you got to make Evil Dead Trap. And also... No series, including Halloween, is safe to over-explanation. I mean, it's Very really true. only the first film that gives you that mystery, man. But anyways, um, so... Wait a second. Oh my god, wait. Hold on. Hold what? the phone. What? I have to what? do I have to do two seconds of research. Give me a second here. Okay, please, please. Uh, who, who, which character was the one that nerd bodyguard banged the hell out of? Um... I mean, literally every woman on her staff, except for Nami herself, is just... Uh, I'm trying to be careful stepping over the fact that they're all just kind of dark-haired and they look very similar. Oh, I'm trying not to say anything, I regret. Well, my question for that, the reason why I ask is because one of the ladies who was on the team in her, like, before being an actress career, was, like, a porno lady. What? Yeah. Okay, yeah. now, yes, take your time in your research and find so out Evil who that was. Evil Dead Trap, part of the um, funding for it to get it made was from a Japanese adult video company, and she was one of their big stars, and so they were going to put her in the lead in this film, but the director was like, I don't know how good a porno lady can act. So he made her, so, so it's, um, it's, uh, Hitomi Kobayashi is the lady and she played Ray. And I don't know if Ray is the one who hooked up with the nerd or not. Okay. Well, here's what I'll say. Um, whoever was, uh, you know, heading production that was worried should know from experience that the majority of Asian porn, they do sound like they're scared or being hurt. So oh it, it was going to translate just Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway. Okay, so hold on, hold on. you stepped over it the uh, first time and then double stomped right back on it. I just want to see her blurry bits. That's all. Okay, that's fair. So anyway, so go, continue with your point. So they go to the factory. They go to the factory and, 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 and they start to discover that things are a bit odd. I mean, the whole thing's falling apart. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, a snake randomly, uh, you know, between... One of the actress's legs, and so they're which was a tense to... scene, but it, it didn't it make was. any sense. Almost crawled right on up there. Um, yeah, and, and so they're they're not dis they're not discovering too much until uh, a man appears at the scene. A man uh, clicking a, a zippo back and forth, a mysterious smoking man, and uh, he reveals that he uh, is very familiar with this property. That uh, he, he sort of indicates that his younger brother had went missing somewhere in this area. And that's why he's mm -hmm. here and he's kind of been searching for his brother on and off for some indeterminate amount of time. Which, side note about that, when we get the introduction to him, um, I, I'm not going to be like Mr. Like, oh, I didn't believe that performance guy. But 
for Nami, who's supposed to be a TV reporter, she is so low energy that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm expecting, like, April O'Neil, basically. Like, that's what I'm expecting to, to have happen here. Or, like, Courtney Cox from Scream. But instead, it's like Lady Quaalude rolls in, and when she sees this mysterious and handsome stranger, she's just like, hey, who, um... Who, uh, who, who are who are you? What what are you doing here? And I'm like, why, why, what? Did she just drink some Nyquil? Like, what is happening right now? Why is she not like, hey, Mister, what are you doing here? Like, you're supposed to be a TV reporter. You know, listen, I'll give this film the benefit of the doubt to say that I think that's an established part of her character because the first thing we see that character doing is pouring some coffee, drinking coffee. She needs it. She runs this late night show, and you can tell she's not high energy on the show. She's like, well, good night, everybody. It's basically like an ASMR late night show. She's like, <laughs> okay, good night. Sleep tight, everybody. Okay, this is Nami signing off. You saw, you just watched a video. Okay, you just watched a video of an alligator eating a bird. Uh, this is a weird show. <laughs> yes, yeah, precisely. So, so, uh, so, so, so there's your first little clue. The first guy you're meeting, suspect number one in this Scooby Doo mystery, is this random, uh, mysterious smoking man with his uh, trusty Zippo lighter. And then we get into the murders. Right. Well, before we... Yes. But before we get into the murders, we come across this weird lovemaking scene. Because it is 1988, and we need a certain quota of titties in this film. And so the the nerd that they brought along to like be the bodyguard is like kind of hitting, but more so harassing this woman. And I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, aha... 80s trope dictates that this guy's an asshole, and so he's going to get killed because he just, like, flirts with everybody, I guess. Nope! Then they just cut to they're having consensual sex in this old, weird factory. He kind of... And that, I... That was, like, the second most shocking scene in the movie. <laughs> As I was just like, wait a minute, the nerd is actually having sex? Like, what is going on here? He fills, uh, it, it's like magic. He's like a ditto. He just fills whatever horror role he needs to. Because, Zach's right, he's like this uber dork. And he's the nerd trope at that point. He's trying to get with the hot girl that he works with. It's not going to happen. But then... As you've probably seen many times, the lead-up to this sex scene is he jumps out of a closet to scare the girl, and then it immediately leads into, like, oh, come on, baby, you know I was just playing around. Look how fit I'm looking right now. Which is totally the jock thing that happens in several Friday the 13th That's films. Very true. So, uh, it, it, he really, he just molds right into whatever archetype they need him to, and this guy fucks. Right. Well, and that was like what blew me away because it's like, yeah, this nerd. It would be like in the middle of Halloween if Laurie Strode was like, "Before I get to the the babysitting the kid, uh, let me go third base with Ben Tramer real quick in this scene, and then I'll get down." And you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What the hell?" It was just very odd. It was very out of place. Um, absolutely. So yes, more importantly, let's get to what this film actually, I guess, sort of prides itself on, and it's these gruesome ass murders. That happened in this film. <laughs> Holy shit, the gore effects in this movie. My god. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Um, so, so, you know, the, the killer's identity is hidden. Uh, the, the first kill, you don't even see a silhouette of a person. Um, you just see spikes come through the floor and the walls and just impale this girl. And everything else, you're slowly introduced to, uh, uh the, the killer has gone for the Bruce Willis and Unbreakable look. Uh, like, I need a disguise, but all I have is a raincoat laying around. Um, so you start to see this big imposing figure wearing a raincoat. And so as everyone has started to pick off, eventually one of them escapes. One of the women escapes and is almost mm -hmm. out of the complex, you know, almost out of the, the fenced gate when she's sort of tackled by this middle-aged man and dragged into a car and told like, nope, nope, you're not getting away. I work for the killer, I guess. Kind of, sort of, but it's all—it's also established earlier that he's like also trapped in the factory at one. Right. Point. So it's maybe he's brainwashed at this point. Maybe it's like somewhat supernatural. Maybe but, he's in love with the killer. But the thing that happens <laughs> next is something that I literally—you can put this on record—is something I have literally never seen before in a horror film. Ever in my all years that I have lived and watched horror, yes. I have never seen this before in a film. During, oh my god! During, <laughs> this is great for a comedy show, by the way. This scene <laughs> during a full-blown and extended rape scene, the film feels that this is the time to try to build tension of an upcoming murder. Now, that sounds like the most buckwild thing I could ever come up with for this supposed comedy podcast. But I'm not making it up. Yes. This creeper who may or may not be brainwashed, may be mind-controlled, we don't know, is thoroughly, is the best way to describe it, thoroughly raping this woman in this van. <laughs> and while it's happening, she's like kind of sort of getting information Parentheses, is she a better TV reporter than our main character? She's getting information about the killer. That that was the part that was maybe more shocking to me than the fact that they were leading up to the next murder was the fact that she's interrogating him while being raped. Yes, yeah, so uh, it's not it's so, not funny, but my god. So the rape is happening, it's horrifying to look at, and then you see in the background, basically, you're looking through, because we're all in the back seat of the van experiencing this trauma. You see through the driver glass at the front that the gate that was previously opened slowly closes. And we're starting to hear, like, the synthy stinger music. So, like, imagine, like, Halloween... And Michael Myers has killed Bob and has the bed sheet on and is coming in the room and you know the killer's in the room. But picture that the blonde woman is being raped in that scene. That's basically what's happening here. It's something horrifying and then the movie's like, oh, and by the way, now the killer's here. Like, no, 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 we've already got something horrible enough movie. You're putting too much on the ice cream sundae. We already have an awful, awful thing happening. I don't also need the mass killer to show up. So, uh, the, the kills uh, become more creative. Uh, they sort of climax at uh, Nami 
uh, hearing her friend's cries uh, from a TV monitor. Uh, yeah, there's like a series of TVs, which again, super artsy, super yeah. like interesting look. By the way, you're not getting away with this, TN. You're not escaping that easily. Oh, yeah? Before we leave the rape van murder mystery. <laughs> oh, please. The greatest line that is said in this film by any character is, quote, I was so scared, my balls shrunk with fear. I wrote that down. Greatest line in the movie. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's fair. That, that is fair. All right, now proceed. Sure, so uh, she's tracking down her friend that has uh, apparently uh, been kidnapped by the killer. Um, hears her from within the room, and so starts trying to break a door down. And what we see from inside the room is that the door is hooked up to a series of strings that are attached to the trigger on a crossbow aimed straight at this girl's head. She's tied to a pillar. Um, and so, you know, we're going in, in a very Saw movie-esque style, like, no, don't open the door. She opens it. Um, the crossbow uh, fires, just nearly misses the woman. She ducks her head out of the way. Uh, Nami runs in to rescue her. <laughs> And uh, completely ignoring the fact that, wow, this is a very elaborate trap that has been set up. I should be very careful as I walk around all of this deadly equipment. Nope! Trips over a wire. Giant, giant, cartoonishly large machete swings down and uh, chops her friend's face completely in half. Yeah, and I gotta say, you're not wrong with describing it as like Saw-esque. But holy shit, Saw needs to rip this movie off more because that was so crazy. I'm like, okay, we're building good tension with the crossbow. Okay, yeah, the door's about to open. The string's about to pull the trigger. Oh my God, oh my God. Then she, oh, she just missed it. Thank goodness. And then bait and switch. No, now she's dead and it's even more painful than it would have been. Like, Jigsaw needs to be pulling that kind of shit. He That's really does, yeah. so crazy. So, um, we're, we're nearing the climax of the film, which means uh, the game is almost over. Um, so I bet you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, well, who's the killer? Is it uh, the Zippo guy? Who, by the way, we run into again later in the movie, and uh, he's, he's accused of being the killer, and he's like, no, no, I'm here to help. He flicks on his Zippo, and suddenly his Zippo is just a stage light that just lights up this severed head on the ground across from them. Yeah. Um, so you might be thinking to yourself, I bet it's the Zippo guy. I bet he's the killer. Uh, maybe it was the rapist. No, no, no. We know that our listeners out there are a little smarter than that. Did you guess that the killer was Krang? <laughs> that is the best way to describe the killer in this film. Will you be correct? Why don't you tell him a little about it, Zach? So the big twisteroo... Because our TV reporter somehow figures out that the Zippo guy was a kid. He didn't actually have a brother, which he kept referring to like, oh, my younger brother is the killer, I bet. He doesn't have a brother. He was an only child. Ha ha ha. We've cornered you. You are the killer. Just kidding. The killer is an unborn twin fetus. Still living inside his brother's body, and the fetus has psychic powers. I guessed it from the very beginning. Uh, all I can say is, 
Norman Bates's mother ain't got shit on this. For That's sure. All I'm Much like Zach expressed, um, he had never seen a scene like the one that happened in that truck. I also have seen a lot of horror films, and I truly did not expect that the climax of this film would be our final girl fighting a flying telekinetic fetus. So, side note about that. There were some kills that were happening in the film that I was very suspicious of. Like, for instance, the first kill, where just these long metal spikes just come out of the floor and walls, seemingly at random, and just impale this woman to death. And I'm like, how in the blue hell would you even do that? Like, if like you would need, like, a team of people in order to make this kill happen. Like, there's no way that these just beams just happen to be in these special spots ready to go, and this is just, like, the kill chair. There was no way. And the movie kind of has an explanation for that, because it's like, well, the fetus is psychic and can make things move. And I'm like, okay, I guess that checks out. Didn't think you needed to go that far, though. You could have just been like, I don't know, man, it's a fun house. Like, I, it, it, it works, I guess. Like, I don't want to think about it, but it works, I guess. Yeah. Now, um, once again, this is a movie full of surprises and full of us explaining it to you perhaps doesn't even do it justice. And, and you might be thinking they're exaggerating, they're making a joke. But uh, we can walk you through uh, the actions that take place in the climax of the film, in the final confrontation. So, sure. so, so, go right ahead. So, so after she's done kind of pinata swinging at this fetus that's flying around oh no sir sir please (laughs) you've jumped the gun first of all final girl pistol in hand goes you're definitely the killer zippo guy and he's like i'm not but please shoot me anyway can do shoots the zippo guy zippo guy hits the ground out comes the fetus And now the fetus is whipping around the room. And now we begin the scene. So the gunshot, like, it was like a a kinder egg. It opened up, and the prize inside was a psychic fetus. (laughs) Uh, Yes, okay. So yes, that is the reveal of our true villain. That is the the unmasking. Um, uh, It it follows her into the room that uh, these two wacky brothers have been living in odd couple style uh, for the last however long. And um, it starts flying around the room. And this is the only reference to Evil Dead you actually kind of get, which I assume was intentional, is that there's POV shots that are like shaky cam, much like uh, Evil Dead. Um, And so I assume that's intentional. But... but, uh, so it's flying around the room. It uh, hooks its umbilical cord around her neck and uh, starts choking her out. The brother comes in. We're, we're just going to hit these beat by beat. Brother comes in, tries to save her, uh, grabs the fetus, and starts shoving it back inside him. And that works? Like, that's that's a thing? Like, that... That was the most shocking part of this, is he's like, hold on, I got this. Let me just jam him back in the junk drawer that is my torso. And the movie treats it like, and that's how you get rid of that. Because he's dying, so therefore 
the fetus is also dying because it's using I don't know. I don't know. Was that your and interpretation? The, I just that assumed was my interpretation. he's just smothering also, the thing. Well, maybe that would make sense too. Also, the reason they they lured the TV reporter there is because she kind of had a passing resemblance to what their mom looked like. There are so many threads that are out there that suddenly mean nothing when the phrase evil unborn twin that is psychic is introduced to the film. Like once that once Krang comes out, the the well what about this suddenly doesn't matter anymore. Precisely. So so then once again, stay with us here. So as the uh, you know the brothers are dying together, they fall to the floor and they explode into fire. They spontaneously combust, and a smoldering, smoking, blackened, charred corpse remains. Mm-hmm. But no, this is a, a slasher. Apparently, this is an eighty slasher. This is Friday the Thirteenth. This is Halloween, and so it gets up, ready to attack again fights her, she takes a piece of ceramic tile laying on the ground, chucks it uh, right into what, I guess, the fetus kind of peering out through part of the the dude, through part of the brother. Um, That hurt. The thing jumps out the window. And then, like, kind of crumbles into ash. Falls apart like Christopher Lloyd's Rasputin. Yes. And then that's it. And our TV reporter, Final Girl, survives. We see, like, her in the hospital recovering. The detective is like, oh, ma'am, you're really going to have to think about this because we checked out the crime scene and we couldn't find that killer's body anywhere. What? Then we go back to life as normal. Nami is hosting her show again and I guess retires the show? That's what it seemed like. Yeah. She was like, hey... This show's kind of bullshit. I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay, fine. Then a stagehand backstage goes, oh, hey, somebody dropped us off. They said you left it somewhere. And she was like, what? And so she unravels this package. And it's a and piece it's of a BB. God, I wish. No, uh, it's it's a, it's the Zippo. And then she's like, ah! And she seems to like be having a migraine. You're like, what the fuck? So then she falls against the wall, hits the ground, and then Krang comes out of her womb? Her uterus just blows up. Smoke and everything just explodes. And Kinda, Krang just... I'm not joking here. Mm-hmm. This is not a funny. Similar ending to BB in Deadly Friend. <laughs> it's not explained how it got there, but it crawls out of the body. Yes. And it's supposed to be a twist, but it makes no sense. This the fixture films on this episode really just write themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So by and large, the for as slowly paced as the as the majority of the film is, that last like 15 20 minutes is so buck wild. I actually watched it and I was like, "Thank God I didn't do this for final 30 because the last 30 minutes are completely a different speed than the entire rest of the film." They really are. Cuz you're cuz you're getting the the psychic fetus you're getting the like spontaneous combustion you're getting the oh there was no body there and the twist that doesn't make any sense all in that last say it's absolutely insane well uh any final thoughts on uh on evil dead trap 
it was so weird and so unexpected, although it did fall into a lot of the same tropes of slasher films of that time. Um, like I said, the soundtrack was interesting for the time, you know, being so synthy, although, like you said, very repetitive. And just the fact that they had these crazy ideas, especially for their villain, I was somewhat impressed, although this is a bad movie. Yes, it is. Um, and I'll agree with Zach. Uh, I'd say the one credit I will give to this film is that the abilities of the killer early on, or what what you believe are his equipment before you know there's anything supernatural going on, uh, do seem absolutely ridiculous. At one point, it looks like he's firing bottle rockets at a dude. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? This dude's got bottle rockets and a crossbow? Like, what what is happening here? How, how much arsenal does he have on him? Um, so I'll give it a credit that the reveal that it's telekinesis and that that's the, the, this fetus can just blow things up with its mind, um, is, is somewhat interesting. And it's the most surprising who's the killer I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, way to reinvent the wheel. And I saw, and I thought the gore effects were really fantastic. I was really impressed. Yeah. Like so, even the snuff fill footage, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yes. No, precisely. So... Um, yeah, so if you want to check out a, a nice little snuff film with some awful, awful, like, exploitation-style rape scenes and, uh... Yeah, holy shit. ...and gore, then, uh, that's Evil Dead Trap for you guys. Well, let's take a break. Yeah. Okay, Zach, uh, I just wanted to take a couple seconds here while we have a break. You know, today is about, uh, Asian horror, you know, Japanese mm-hmm. culture, and there's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, an aspect of Japanese culture that we're maybe, uh, uh, not, not forgetting about or, or, or ignoring, perhaps, but it's important to Japanese culture, okay? It's, it's, okay. it's, it's a, it's a factor of it, and so what I wanted to do is, is just, like, share with you a, a, a couple of things, um, and maybe get your opinion on them, how we could involve them in the episode, um, or, 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 mm-hmm. or implement those in some way. So, if you could just just check your phone real quick, I just uh, sent those over to you. If you could just uh, take a look there for me, and just kind of uh, let me know what you think and how we could involve that in, in today's episode. Okay, I'm taking a look here. Oh my god! What in the hell? Did... Oh my god! What do you think? I'm very ah. Well, okay, why would they? Why would someone draw a bare naked ass <laughs> on the girl from the Grudge? Why would that? Why would they not? This is this is part of their culture. You can't listen. Listen, Logan Paul. You can't go over to Japan and just take a shit on someone's culture like this. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, you have to yeah. Be it's respectful. someone's culture. It's someone's culture to have the girl from the ring giving the double victory peace signs. With her butthole exposed, <laughs> that's part of the culture. Yeah, Jesus, yes. I can't. Is this what you do for research? Yes. What I'm most you... offended by the last image you posted. I wish we could put this on as the as the photo for the. Oh, this will go on episode. Instagram. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the super JPEGy, terrible deviant art of a busty girl from the Grudge. Yeah, well, she's got to reveal that. That's part of damn you. that's part of the curse. God damn you. Um, so do you think we could involve this in the episode? No! Or? No! No! A thousand times no! Alright, well, it was worth a shot, okay? <laughs> Alright, let's get back to the show. So, going along the same lines of, uh, you know, TV-related horror from Asia. Yes. 
we decided to jump way into the future and take on the biggest crossover event since Jason versus Freddy? Question mark, sarcastic tone? This is Sadako versus Kayako, um, which, to those not in the know, is the grudge versus the ring essentially. Although it's apparently much more complicated than that, I probably should have done more research, but to my understanding, uh, in Japan, there was the original Ringu, um, but I, I, I think that their their girl from the original Ringu was not Sadako, if I'm not mistaken, and it was actually like a spin-off of Ringu with like the exact same concept that invented Sadako and then Juon which is the grudge which you know we obviously that's the thing about why this uh you know is is obviously there were popular films in Japan but this made sense and got uh, popular enough to have eight sequels each yes my friend. yes v- extremely popular but here's the thing we watched an English dub of this film because because it was popular enough to do that because we in America have had three ring films and two grudge films. So that's how, you know, that alone shows you the popularity of, of these franchises. You you uh, have undoubtedly seen uh, both The Grudge and The Ring, probably. Um, or at the very least know about them pop culture. Yes. So, um, here's the plot. So there's two friends, Yuri and Natsumi, and they find an old VHS player, um, which I'm glad they acknowledge that, you know, and they have to. Uh, we've seen that so far that it's now 2018, 2019. Uh, they, they have to acknowledge that VHS is an outdated medium and that it's actually right. hard to get a hold of a VHS player. Um, but they, uh, they're taking a class on curses, which is awesome. I wish they offered that here. Um, and Urban Legends. And they have, a, like, a videotape that they're given as, like, homework, I think? Um, and so they go to an old... No, 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 no. That's not even that. Um, not, um, I don't remember which is which. Oh uh, the, the, one of the, the not main girl... Uh, Natsumi. Wants to... Natsumi, as an anniversary gift for her parents, uh, they, she has the VHS tape of their original wedding. And so she needs her best pal to convert it into DVD for her. Okay, yeah, so I'm a liar. So they go to uh, an old uh, secondhand shop, like a Goodwill, and they find this old VHS player, and it's got hair on it. It's got (laughs) Sadako's hair stuck to it. And here's the thing about this movie, uh, before I finish off the summary here, everyone is so aware of the curse throughout the entire film and yet no one takes it seriously at all. They're just, they find it and they're immediately like, oh hey, it's the cursed uh, video uh, player with the cursed video inside it. Look, it's there. (laughs) That's so silly. Well, let's buy it. Um, and so they, they watch the video, they both are cursed, um, and so they consult with... You foolish, foolish man. Uh, Do you want me to get into the details that Yuri plays it for Natsumi, Natsumi watches it, Yuri is distracted by a text, and then later... That's the funniest part! She's saved by the curse by being a millennial. That is the funniest part of the movie. (laughs) Like... 
This curse is very real. You both are fucked. In two days, you're going to die. Whoops. Somebody asked me if I'm going to the mall later. Hold on a sec. I got to text him a cat pic. Oh, I'm saved from the curse. That is the funniest goddamn thing in the whole movie. It really does uh, make you wonder what the specifics are of uh, Sadako's curse. Like, how much of the video you have to watch to get the phone call. Like, she's like, I'm watching your eyeballs. I see. Oh, you watched 85% of it. I'm giving you a ring right now. Um, right. So, uh, I don't know why she sounds like... Uh... No, I. That guess what? That's her for the whole episode now. <laughs> She's a gruff southern man. She... Yeah, she sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, she sounds like uh, Santa from Santa's Lane. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, so please, I'm sorry, I'll shut up. You finish. It's the fine. Okay, so we'll just hit the bullet points real quick. So they're consulting with spiritual mediums. Um, they're uh, the spiritual mediums call in an expert on curses uh, who decides that the only way to take care of this is to uh, find another local curse that's happening, which is the curse of. Kayako, this mother and her son that were murdered, which is the curse from the grudge, um, and they are going to pit the curses against one another, which he believes will end both curses simultaneously, destroy both of these spirits, and free all of these people that are, are doomed to die from these various curses. So that is the plot. Um, I will say, extremely similar in structure to the plot of Drag Me to Hell. Okay, that's true. I didn't consider that. I also considered... This is a very, very clunky reboot of both of these film franchises. <laughs> like, they're... What, what, okay, before we get into specifics or, or scenes that we want to talk about, one thing that really bothered me in this movie is that the film has no finesse on anything. It doesn't. So much of the movie, so much of this movie just happens because, well, we need that shit to happen. Like... As Tien pointed out, oh, this professor at this university is teaching a class on urban legends and what they call like, oh, they'd be referred to as memes today. And I was like, don't use that because you don't know what it means. And, it, and by bringing it up, it makes it sound stupider. So anyway, he, ra he rattles off a bunch of urban memes and stops on the cursed videotape and says, hey, by the way, and again, it doesn't help that we were listening, that we were watching the dubbed version, not the sub version, I'm sure. I again, regret that we didn't the watch the sub version, honestly. Yes, because it left a lot to be desired. But basically, he's like, hey, this is the curse that I think is real of all the urban legends I just mentioned. This one I think is real, and I wrote a book about it. Okay, movie. Why does he think it's real? No? We're not going to talk about that? Okay, that's fine. And there's a lot of shit like that. Like, oh, this is happening? Well, then we'll go here. Why? Well, because the movie needs us to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, so it does, and first of all, they do men, they, they say the word meme many more times than is necessary in that. He, he goes back to that point later on. He's like... Like, he's making a point about it. He calls it, he says something along the lines of, like, yeah, that's what happens. They're social structures. They're memes or something. And I'm like, what? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> the Sadako meme, of course. <laughs> like, no, stop it. I'll show you some Sadako memes. I just texted them to you. Don't. I, and I'm very upset. Um, <laughs> no, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, 
there there are elements of this film that are so inherently funny to me. Like, okay, so the girls they they um they watch the tape, even though it was very clearly cursed. They watch the tape, and Natsumi is fucked, and she's like, "Oh God, in two days I'm definitely dead." So they run to the professor. Which, by the way, they're like, "Professor, we have the cursed tape," and again. A better movie would have made the professor be like, oh, ha-ha, girls. Yes, it's a meme you're trying to get me with. Very nice. (laughs) I know about those. They bring him a soggy tape, and he's like, I've never been more sure of anything in my life that that is 100% legitimate and 100% what we're looking for. He he literally... I I wonder how many times he's been wrong. Like, someone, you know, brings him a VHS tape that they've, like, left in a river for for a couple of days, and they're like, Professor, we found the cursed videotape, and he's like, oh my god, I know it's this. He's like, I'm gonna watch it right now, and they're like, are you sure you're gonna die? He's like, oh, I'm sure. I'm plugging it in. And it's just them, like, spreading their asshole balls hanging down, like... (laughs) We got you. Damn it. The curse at all. (laughs) Third time this week. Yeah, so things like that. I'm just like, "Mm, I'm accepting it. Now, the thing that made me laugh is that the professor definitely watches it and is like, yep, I'm definitely also going to die. But someone needs to write this down because I'm right and the world needs to know that I was right. (laughs) I don't get. (laughs) I mean, I understand it's his passion, but you would think that. He would just say, okay, I've got to figure out a way to confirm that this is real. So maybe I'll... It'd be shitty of him, but he'll have, like, his his assistant who's, like, working for him to get an extra, like, point there, a grad student or something. They're trying to get some extra credit. He's like, hey, can you watch this for me, by the way, and just take a few notes on it? And then when they die in two days, he's like, aha, I was right. Now time to get this book published. Right. Well, and also the fact that he's... that. Like, they're like, oh, in your book you said that if somebody shows somebody else the video, then the first person is out of the curse. And we showed you the video. And he's like, oh, no, by technicality, you have to be, like, standing, like, pointing at the TV. And you weren't. So now we're all fucked. And then the movie even goes on later to go, yeah, no, that that rule doesn't even make, that's not real anyway. So fuck that. You're fucked. You're fucked and you're cursed and that's it. Now, the Japanese, they really do love their body horror because for the most part, this is pretty serious. You know, there's not a lot of levity throughout a lot of this movie. However, almost every death involves just like the silliest physical prop or effect they could possibly think of. Like, it's like this dude gets headbutted and his head just suddenly turns into a watermelon. It's just, it's like, what? I had to like pause it. by the way... The dude that he's referring to, the meme professor. And he's like, I want to see Sadako. Show me Sadako. And a possessed woman headbutts this man, flattens his head like a pancake, and he just dies. Because I guess the de- I guess the ghost or whatever didn't really give a shit that much. Like, eh, two days, fuck it, it's fine, whatever. The ghost is really good at headbutts. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, and at another point, um, the family of uh, the third girl that we haven't mentioned yet Suzuka who is haunted by the uh, ghost from the grudge from Kayako yeah the house the, they say they actually put it well that the house is calling to her yeah the grudge house is calling to her. I like that yeah um, she also has a short bob haircut but the difference is in the way you can tell them apart that Suzuka looks like Will from Stranger Things so that's how True. you can uh, tell them apart that's the giveaway um, so now the so so the part that I think is funny is the film goes, okay, the girl who the house is calling to and the girl who 
is already cursed by the ring video. We got to get these two crazy kids together. Because as TN pointed out, like that's how we're going to get the ghosts to fight. But just the premise of, okay, now you're both going to be in the spooky house and then just both watch the tape. Like, just double curse yourself. It's like if you were like, oh, I think I have hepatitis. Well, guess what? Go get AIDS, and then we'll see if that cures it. Like, it is, yeah, it, it, it's it's quite the solution. Uh, nobody really splits hairs in this movie at all. Everyone is uh, treats death as if it's like stubbing your toe. They're just like, oh, right. well, now I watch the ring tape. Okay. Um, Tien, mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes? When... Our main girl took a shower after seeing a scary things. Yes. Why did Natsumi convert the spooky tape into a DVD and then upload that footage onto YouTube for 10 minutes and then take it down? Why did they do that? Um, was that a meme? That was a meme, I think. <laughs> I and I I think it's a very funny forever, one. By the way, just you going that was a meme. I think <laughs> um, the, the 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 film presents it as if uh, she is so haunted by her impending death and by her visions grief, of Sadako and her grief. Yes, um, that she has decided. You know what? I want to watch the whole world burn, and so she just puts up the ring video on YouTube. For a little bit. But then takes it down. Yes. But then it's like, oh, it's too late, doesn't matter. Also, I thought it was interesting that the curse of the of the of the VHS tape is that in two days the ghost of Sadako will make you kill yourself in some way. We see the a girl in the secondhand store give very clunky expl- <laughs> exposition about like, oh yeah, we sold the haunted VHS player. What? Yeah, remember the one from the house of the suicide people? Yeah, we finally sold that piece of shit. Oh, why do you say it was cursed? Oh, it had like a weird videotape in it. I watched it. It's like that curse, you know, with Sadako. Oh, yeah, where she kills you in two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you watch it? Two days ago. (laughs) I guess I'll die. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Zach is not even making a joke. She literally verbatim says, I guess I'll die and laughs. What cursed video? She says there was a weird video in one of the VHS players. <laughs> if you watch mm. the cursed video, you die two days after. Two days after? They say a ghost will call you. Her name is Sadako. Funny thing was, there was actually a call after I watched it. Oh? Really? <laughs> Just a silly prank call, but the timing was perfect. <laughs> Around this time, two days ago, I watched it to check if the player still works. <laughs> Guess I'll die soon. <laughs> and then it's that goes, meme like, with that old guy. That, it's that meme. Um, <laughs> so then she's like, oh, I gotta go get something from out of the back. And then she jumps off this platform and kills herself. So you're like, oh, and the, okay. And so the, the folks ghost... are like, well, did she get it? Right. Did she pick up the thing she needed? Was it a meme? Um, <laughs> it was a meme. Did she pick up a lemon car? Um... What a timely... When we go back and listen to this, we'll all cringe. Oh, moment. yes. Anyway. Hey, so, egg. So you're, egg. So you're, so, <laughs> egg. Egg. Or Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, so when, so when you, you go, okay, so the ghost makes you kill yourself. Okay, that's fine. Then Natsume is like, oh, I don't want to die by the ghost, so I'm going to kill myself. 
So then Sadako goes, oh, that's bullshit. You can't do that. And then hits her with the hine of making her face all distorted like it was in the American version of the, gr- or, uh, the ring. Yeah. So, okay. Can, can we talk about a character, though, TN? Please. Can we talk about Dick Bad, Dick Bag David Blaine? The, the guy who was, like, the expert in curses? Yes. I liked him a great deal. I didn't like that the film gave zero explanation of him. Do you call him Dickbag David Blaine because he's very similar to the character from... Uh, Fright Night? Fright Night. Yes, he's basically David Tennant in the remake of Fright Night. Yeah. But, like, okay, uh, Tien? Yes? I have another question. Whoa. When uh, they're at the medium, and the medium's trying to get Sadako to, to come out of... Budget aging Zelda Rubenstein, you mean? Yes. When she's trying to exercise Sadako out of Natsume's body, mm-hmm. and she's like waterboarding her, and it's really weird. <laughs> yes. And then like shit goes south, and everyone gets killed, including the professor who gets headbutted. Yes. And then dickbag David Blaine comes in, yes. and he like does a little sigil with his hand, and it makes Natsume uh, cough up a big Sadako hairball, <laughs> and he puts it in a little. He puts it in a little sack, For and later. it's moving, and it's moving around in the sack like a snake. Yes, and he does like another little hand gesture and like kills the hairball. Okay, yes. What was that? <laughs> was that a ghost too? No, was that was that a, a meme. Oh, okay. I thought it was like maybe like a minion of Sadako. I don't know. And well, the movie felt not the need to explain it. They they seem to imply that, you know, so this is like a superhero movie, you know, and this is like, this is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Hairballs, and uh, they, they basically say that Sadako's, or one of Sadako's, you know, calling cards is a bunch of black stringy hair everywhere and it's kind of right. sentient and, you know, she can use it as a weapon. Um, Kayako's power is just kind of like bendy limbs, I guess. Uh, so, so yes, I believe that the the hair is meant to be like an extension of Sadako's ghostly abilities. If I okay. were to just take but a shot But also like a dark. meme, though. But it's also a meme. Um, so... The plane is in action. They've got the two girls, Suzuka and Yuri, the main girl, in the house. And uh, shitty David Blaine is like, okay, good luck in there. I'm going to <laughs> stay outside. <laughs> I don't want to watch that stupid tape. <laughs> Not an exaggeration. He's like, here's the plan. Well, go fuck yourself. Goodbye. I'll be standing outside. <laughs> and his apprentice is like a blind child that's also a psychic. Um, and so they're there. They're waiting outside like, all right, let me know how it goes. I'll be on the telephone with you. And his plan is, he literally says, we have to get Kayako to watch the cursed tape. A- and the image of Kayako all bent over on the ground, like looking up at a television, watching it, and then getting a call on her cell phone. Uh, was very funny to me. Um, True. But, um, so, so uh, indeed, the confrontation happens. Uh, they're in the house. They're in the grudge house. Uh, Kayako and her son that makes the kitty noises are there. And they watch the tape. And so Sadako is summoned into the house. And baba boom, ghost fight. 
And baba boom, it lasts like 10 seconds. Yes. Much like Freddy vs. Jason, uh, the actual fight between that is advertised in the title of the film it lasts very not a long time. Uh, also, speaking of uh, repetition in, in the horror film, I, I thought the cat, the kid cat, was really too much. Yes. Like, I know it's a classic trope of the Grudge series, but, like, it literally felt like that was the only thing they had. Yeah. Was there like, oh, the Mowgli kid meows, that's pretty funny. He does um, kill more people in the movie than his mom does. He's got a higher kill count. He jumps on Suzuku's dad's head and just starts stretching him out like Stretch Armstrong. His neck extends out from it. That's the thing about uh, this Japanese body horror is it's like so Looney Tunes. Yes. It's like you're you're watching this very long, drawn out, kind of subtle, uh, just quiet movie, and then just an anvil gets dropped on somebody's head, and it's just a pancake all of a sudden. Well, I did I, one part that did genuinely entertain me was when um, uh, David Blaine, when they first get to the Grudge House, and he throws the like ghost grenade, and and you just hear like. You just hear the cat boy, like, hiss and go, Row! and, like, knock shit over. And I'm like, oh, that was actually pretty funny. Like, I like that. Um, so, so yeah, so there's there's an actual fight between the two ghosts. Um, uh, Sadako's using her hair powers. Uh, Kayako's dragging Sadako away, knocking her to the ground with her bendy limbs. Um, but then they give it up, and David Blaine goes, oh, shit, I, it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, the plan fails. Ever like multiple characters go, God damn it, the plan failed. Why? I don't know how they have any <laughs> basis for success or failure in this situation. What They're just kind failed? of just the the ghosts are just doing weird shit to each other. And then I don't know what they expected, but I guess it didn't happen. They're like, Oh god, plan B, plan B. Like well, how do you know? What what did you expect? What did you no, it's it's all wrong, this plan's all wrong. What what part though? So here's plan now, B. <laughs> I would have been I would have been less offended if they were like, oh, the plan failed. What do you mean, David Blaine? This fight sucks. It's not kick ass <laughs> at all. This is lame. Like I would have been like, okay, all right. Well, I respect that. Uh, so so plan B that he has had all along is that the well um, that I, I according to I don't know if this is the same in the the, the Japanese mythology, but um, you know Samara in the American Grudge, the one she died in, the well is there. I assume it's the same. It's important. Um, so the well is there, and. Uh, David Blaine says, all right, you two girls, um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, which of you wants to have the ghost possess you and kill yourself? Yeah, basically. That's basically it. Which, by the way, um, I don't want to be like, you know, the nerd that's like, but you hit two of the bones for the xylophone. They made the same note. But, like, for the grudge, isn't the mom and the and the cat kid, aren't they tied to the house? So why can mom ghost just, like, scuttle in the backyard like i, I thought that was really weird and that, also like, she's like, just, like the zipping well around is the so close like to their yard like the... Well, that's the other thing too is the movie does not point out what are the odds that holy shit i found this cursed tape that kills you in two days 
and wouldn't you know it, two blocks up the road is the spookiest damn house in the world. Like, no, the movie makes no point of, like, what are the odds that this would all be... The, so at the end, when it's like, oh, that giant magic well is in the backyard, too, there is no pomp and circumstance. It's just like, yeah, that's where it is, man. That's where that fucking goes. That's so so, you, so you gotta give David Blaine his, his, his uh, comeuppance, though, um, because... Here's the thing, his plan actually goes, his plan B works perfectly according to what he thought was going to happen, which is that both ghosts appear on either end of Yuri who has volunteered, hey, I'll die, it's fine, Um, I just want to get rid of these two curses. So they're both on opposite ends and they both do like a Civil War style running leap towards one another uh, to get to Yuri in the middle who's standing on top of the well. Um, and so she jumps down into the well at the exact moment that both ghosts have leapt, done a flying leap towards her. This is not a joke. Um, and when they meet in the middle, they explode in like a pile of black goo and hair and then turn into like a boss from Resident Evil. Yeah, they literally fall down the well. They seal up the well. Then they blow out of it, and they've literally done the fusion dance. <laughs> and now they're just one thing, and everyone dies, and it made no difference, and this movie meant nothing. Basically. So, it really did set it itself up nicely for a sequel, though, of, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, what's their celebrity couple name? I mean, they both end with a ko, so Sadakai, maybe? Um, I would say Koako. Coaco, yeah, yeah, that's good. Both ending co. Let's call it Coco. And there you go, Coco. Yeah, good. So Coco two. Um, <laughs> de los Muertes. Here's the ladies with the long hair. Yes. Um, so so yeah, that is precisely what how the movie ends is that they they merge uh, like Broly into just well, and that was the thing too was like okay, so the original pitch of this was on april fools a couple yes. of years ago because they were like ha 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 yes these two villains are like basically the same thing <laughs> and then the movie treats them like no they're not and then at the end they're like yeah they're basically the same thing it doesn't matter so i was like oh okay and you're meant to really understand that they've merged together because now it's it's She's dressed like Sadako, who wears, like, this, like, shining white dress, this gown. But she's crawling on the ground like Kayako, and you're supposed to just be like, Uh-oh! They're they're one now! It would be like if at the end of Freddy vs. Jason, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees fell down a well, <laughs> and when they came out, they were Michael Myers. And the movie was just like, I don't know, man, they're all the fucking same, right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much... Well, any final thoughts on uh, Sadako versus Kayako? Unlike uh, Evil Dead Trap, I did not feel like this had any character to it. Like, it didn't have anything. It was filmed very plainly and was very, very slowly paced. And the twists were not nearly as buck wild as Evil Dead Traps were. Yeah, that's very true. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to beat, you know, <laughs> Evil Dead Trap's twist... Uh, that said, I enjoyed the, because I love Drag Me to Hell so much, and I really think the structure is so, so similar, where it's like, hey, I've been cursed, I have a limited amount of time to figure out how to deal with this, everyone that I 
meet in regards to this ends up like dying a horrible death or there's some kind of like hijinks that ensues when you meet them and then it's not a happy ending spoiler alert True. about dragging me to hell so i mean i didn't hate this but yes it, it it felt very unnecessary and it felt like an april fool's joke yeah yeah boo boo let's take a break Okay, Zach, um, you know, it's it's modern day. It's modern era. We can't go passing around a VHS tape anymore. I think True. that uh, it would be really up to us. It's it's fallen onto us to go ahead and create our own cursed tape that we can circulate on YouTube and really get the, get the death count up again. You know, Sadako's got to get back on her game, get back on the horse. I think she's been really... Uh, stressing lately but but that said uh, no no maggots no fingers wiggling around no uh, woman brushing her hair in the mirror we gotta do like some some actual cursed footage so i think um okay. you know if i were to uh, pick like the first thing to edit in it would be um uh, the dwayne johnson cgi scorpion um <laughs> That's very. That's a cursed image. It is <laughs> if there ever was one. And while we're at it, um, the the Yeti doing the field goal, uh, sign, uh, from Dragon Emperor, uh, just just edit that right in as well. Um, yeah. Do, do you have anything in mind? Maybe you would add to the tape. Well, um, I like you said. I I, I think in this day and age, we need um. Something else. Like, okay, so we talked about in the movie how uh, one of the characters was able to escape the curse because they were looking at their cell phone for a second. Yes, yes. So, um, while the Scorpion King, Dwayne Johnson, is on is on the screen, um, they look down and they've followed a new profile on TikTok. Okay. And uh, it's a cursed profile. And uh, when you uh, join it, it curses you to every TikTok you upload is just a really cringy... 15 second video of you just mouthing along to Rick and Morty. Oh no. And uh, there's nothing you can do to delete it. Oh boy. Oh God. That is, that is a curse for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, if we could take like a, like a hit or miss, I bet they never miss, huh? Uh, <laughs> put that right into that's the, the video. Only ringtone, that's the only ringtone you're allowed to have. Yeah. And it just plays over and over. That's maybe the soundtrack to our cursed video. Okay, I think maybe maybe our cursed video just cuts to a close up of Henry Cavill's mouth from Justice League, uh, just just okay. just moving and just just it's just unsettling, just being unnatural, just yeah. unnatural. And it's and then and then it just cuts really quick to like Jeff Bridges' face from Tron Legacy, and just like a quick flash of like young. Willem Dafoe from Aquaman and it's just and it's just like uncanny valley and and you're and you're you're on edge at that point I think I think that's when you know that you're watching the cursed video this is not just a, a mm -hmm. the newest meme compilation this is the cursed video which can be very tricky to decipher it can <laughs> they'll seem very similar I think so and then uh at the 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 ending because like when you watch the cursed video in 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 the movie um Sadako like comes towards the screen and then the screen goes black mm -hmm. um the uh, last image that you see before the screen goes black is um a very like painfully pregnant sonic the hedgehog and then when the phone rings it's jim carrey and he says somebody stop me are you fucking happy 
Are you fucking happy, TN? Is this so what you happy. wanted? I'm so Is this what you goddamn happy. wanted? I want I want you to make me painfully pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want I hate that I can't be mad at you because you say stupid shit like that. I, I want the I think that probably in between clips there would just be images of like deviant art of uh of Olaf and, and Mike Wazowski uh as as happy parents. That they've they've given birth and their to child, and their child is Shrek. <laughs> That's precisely what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, we're both dumb. Good, good. We're both we dumb. know for a fact their child will be Shrek. I mean, canonically, DreamWorks has said that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and it's then in the and then there's just flashes of uh, Will Smith uh, from Shark Tale, <laughs> just just with a half grin. Just like just copies of Shark Tale just start flooding out of the TV, and that's actually how you die: is you get you drown in DVD copies of Shark Tale. That's a fate worse than death. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a pretty good tape, if uh, if you ask me. Yeah, we'll start. To, we'll we'll drop it off at our local blockbuster, and we'll uh, we'll see how it does. Excellent. All right. Well, let's get back to the show. So real quick here, um, kind of looking over both of these movies, um, although, like I said at the very start, I just sort of picked uh, Evil Dead Trap out of a hat. Um, They share a lot of similarities. Uh, Both films have zero depth or characterization for their, you know, people involved. Um, In both movies, the villain has, like, either a musical sting or some kind of sound effect because Sadako has, like, the really high, high frequency, like, whining sound that's super annoying. Um, they both deal with final girl, the final girl tropes. Uh, in both movies, the killer slash monster survives in like a twist that doesn't really make sense, and they both have excessive death sequences. So they were both a lot more similar than I was expecting them to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like a actually twenty years between them, right? No, more thirty years. More than that. Yeah. Christ, yeah, thirty years. Yeah, we're old. We are old. Oh. Um, yeah, 30 years between these movies, and I don't know that anyone would consider them the same subgenre of uh, Japanese horror, of J-horror. Uh, but yeah, Zach's right, very, very similar. Uh, but that said, both bad, and I think it's time to fix these films. You are 100% correct, my friend. So, so le- which one do you want to start with? Let's uh, start with the first things first. Let's get kicked off with uh, Evil Dead Trap here. Okay, so my serious answer... They're all serious would, answers. Would be, I would probably, if I was going to fix the movie, I would probably spend a little more time with just the characters in the in the group because it zooms right to the whole conflict right away. Um, and I would also make the reveal a little earlier because, like I said, you, they, you almost feel like Krang is wasted at the end because mm-hmm. it's like right as you're like shocked that this is really genuinely the villain here. The movie's basically done. Um, so yeah, I think that would be more. It's just sort of like instead of so instead of it being like, you know, two thirds of the movie are just in the middle of them getting murdered. I would kind of squeeze that in a little bit and give a little more time to the beginning and the end. That's great and all. Uh, okay. Here's what I do: Krang takes over as the host of the TV show. Oh. So, so then the show keeps going on, and then the movie actually leads into a TV series, 
where every That's episode is just brilliant. It's hosted by Krang. It's late night with with uh, Hideki is the na- actual name of the character, uh, but it's Krang, um, and uh, and I think that it would be really successful. And just imagine, just imagine like a Doctor Steve Rule style like Krang going on location to like a petting zoo or whatever, and just like just just meeting everyday Joes. I think that it would be a really successful show. I feel like it'd be more like the Eric Andre show, where it would just be a lot of, like, just very uncomfortable, and, like, he's just being gross and weird, and everyone just kind of has to deal with it. That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, and and, and undoubtedly it would be, uh, if he didn't feel that the interview would go, was going well, he would just blow up the the person he was interviewing. True, they although the pyrotechnics explode. would be would be much more affordable, because he could just shoot bottle rockets out of his ass every, you know, couple of minutes that he needs to to <laughs> keep things true. spicy. I mean, it essentially would just be, like, the alien coming down and uh, and and eating the host of a Japanese game show and just taking over the show. I mean, it's true. the same concept. Although, although I, I picture in my head, like, Krang's, like, little umbilical gourd, like, grabbing the microphone after he makes a joke, and he just kind of, like, scoots it, like, very slowly across the desk, and he's like... Is this thing on? Like that's like, like that's just it. Like, oh come on, Hideki, what are you doing? Now, now, if you decided, if the production team decided, hey, um, Hideki needs, you know, we we need to move forward with Evil Dead uh, Evil Dead Trap as a film franchise. We can't just put this on Netflix as a TV show. Okay, fine. So here's what happens. Here's the fix. So at the end, in the final confrontation, we skip the whole. Uh, late-term miscarriage that happens uh, in the TV studio. Um, And instead, Final Girl survives. Nami survives. She moves to, like, the United States, maybe, uh, to just try and get away from all of the events of this. Hideki, out of his brother, finds a new host, crawls inside them, and then the series essentially becomes It Follows, where Nami can't trust anybody because they might have Hideki up their butt, and uh, so she she can't trust anyone. She's like, do you have Krang in there? And she's got to, like you know navigate the world like that anyone she falls in love with uh anyone she allows into her circle of trust they might have krang right up in them and and she's always a moment away from just having that thing explode out of them okay now i have a i have a real answer now how to fix this okay i I gave it some thought let's just disregard my first answer it's sure 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 so the movie's going along as it is yes and now we know because we've seen the movie that uh, Hideki is basically steering his brother around from the inside like an RC car. So, Hideki is getting ready to murder some of our team, but before he does, he notices that the bodyguard is definitely fucking, and it's consensual. And Hideki's caught off guard and seeks to find out how this nerd has so much game. Yes. And so it becomes almost like a buddy sex comedy of like, how, like, okay, so nerd bodyguards pretty smooth with the ladies. I'm fit. Let's get to banging. But how in the hell can he get this psychic fetus laid? Oh, you better do it or I'm going to strangle you. Oh my God. Let's get you some sunglasses. It's Hideki and the bodyguard. How getting into hijinks? Oh my god, that's 
That's perfect. All right. Well, that's that's the fix, that guys. Fixes that. that is the fix. So it's essentially Euro Trip Two, Hideki's Big Day Out. <laughs> God damn it! Do you hear this guy? What a marketing guy this is. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that was my major, so uh, you know it, it just falls naturally. Well, well, let's let's move right ahead. Let's set aside uh, Euro Trip Two and uh, and let's move right on to uh, Sadako versus Kayako. I'm gonna imagine that you've come up with a similar fix that I did. So let's hear yours. Um, mine is you. You have to restructure the whole film. Okay. 99% more memes, please. No. Oh, oh, um, sure. No, you have to restructure the whole film. The film needs to be told from the perspective of dickbag David Blaine. Because A, he's the most interesting character. B, he's the most competent character, obviously, with the exception of the plan stopped working and I can't explain why. But you make him the center of the film and then it comes across his desk that in the same town that the grudge house is in, the VHS tape has been spotted, and there are these two girls who are cursed. Then he is sort of the driving force as to trying to figure this all out. Maybe he's been chasing Sadako for a while, and this is like his haha. And I've also got this grudge house i got to take care of. I'm going to bust both these ghosts. That would be the way to properly fix this film. Because even on YouTube, you can find a video that's like, quote-unquote, the best scenes from this film. And there's literally no character talking. It's just the death scenes from the ghosts. And like I said, it's labeled as the best scenes. That's a problem. If your best scenes in your movie don't involve your human characters whatsoever, that's a problem. So that would be my fix. Is Center it around David Blaine. Give some explanation about who the fuck is his assistant who's blind, who's also psychic. Give some explanation to him. You can basically ditch the professor. Which I had some um, I had some lines written down that I forgot to talk about. Um, the professor sounding like David Lynch when he was like, I'll transfer it to DVD! Um, <laughs> and also, uh, I've always been stupid from, uh, from our main girl. I thought that was a really great line that could go oh, on a yes. t-shirt. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, yeah, I, I do think there is a legitimate problem, and you, you see this a lot with uh, with, with Freddy vs. Jason as well, where how do you make a film where literally the only reason that someone has paid admission to it is to see these two characters fight, and how do you just make an hour and a half out of that? Because all they want is to see the characters fight. They don't care about the victims, really. Yeah, this um, is very similar to, like, King Kong versus Godzilla. Nobody's here to, to watch the political climate change from these human characters. We came here to see the monsters punch. Yeah. So, now that said, they say that Infinity War is the most ambitious crossover of all time, but I think the real fix is to make this movie the most ambitious crossover of all time. Okay? So, okay. here's the movie. Sadako versus... Kayako versus Jason versus Freddy versus McGregor versus Road Rules. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So um, imagine they're all on an island together. Uh, there's some kind of uh, elimination challenge every night. Uh, somebody's getting voted off the island. Uh, sometimes it's a physical challenge. Uh, sometimes uh, there there's like some some kind of emotional aspect to it. You know, you've got like the the confessional styles where you know Freddy's in there saying like I just don't think Sadako's a team player, bitch. 
Uh, and, and, and honestly, Conor McGregor, UFC uh, champion Conor McGregor, I think would be a, a great addition to this. And he'd win every physical challenge. So, True. so you take all the road rules team as well. Uh, they're in there. Um, it's just one season of them or like the best of or whatever. And occasionally someone just gets killed by Kayako, just gets like their head stretched off of their body and swung around and, and, and thrown over to Catboy. Well, I was going to say, I was, I was picturing, um, Kayako having the very, um, uh, sentimental, like calling off the island and talking to the cat child and, Kayako's just like, I just want to come home. And then the cat's just going, meow, on the other end. I feel like that's pretty entertaining. <laughs> I would say so. And I'd say you could also throw an alien or a predator in there as well um, to make it the truly the most ambitious crossover of all time. Uh, Not, that's really... You don't also include Joe versus the volcano? Oh, yes. The volcano should be in there as well. So it's... Oh, hold on, I gotta write this down again. Sadako versus J uh, versus Kayako versus Jason versus Freddy versus McGregor versus Road Rules versus Superman versus Predator versus uh, the, volcano. the volcano. Um, and also, should we have Shaggy in there, or would he be too powerful? I feel like he's too powerful. Um, a, that's the solution to the movie. That's how you fix the movie. Oh they yeah. Go, Your curse versus my curse, and they're like, oh, the plan, the plan didn't work, and go, no, no, no. That was just the precursor. Here's the real plan. And then, Zoink Scoob! And then, boom! They're both dead. They're both dead. Shaggy rockets into outer space, grabs a meteor, hurls it directly onto the house from the grudge, and destroys it. And he lands and says, That was only .01% of my power, man. (laughs) What a horrifying demigod. Um, (laughs) It really, truly is. I was going to say, if you want me there for your movie, your versus movie, um, all you got to do is when the road rules season pulls in, instead of the road rules van, just let them come in on the Green Goblin truck for maximum overdrive. And I'm there day one. That's all I need. That's true. I mean, come on, Zach. Is BB in this movie? That's the twist at the end. Is that the the last survivor's like, oh, I finally made it. And then out of the woods comes BB gone Hawaiian and he's here to fuck everything up. Do you think that BB could beat Shaggy? I don't want to even think about that. I feel like it's blasphemous if we talk about it for some reason. I feel like there's a church that we'd be offending. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, I think we can all hold hands and agree this is a very, very stupid show that we make. I think we can all agree on that. What are you talking about? We have just developed two smash hits. All right? Eurotrip yeah. 2. Uh, <laughs> Hideki's Big Day Out. Hideki's which Big is Day Out. the greatest name for a movie, by the way. Not yes, for nothing. thank you. I'm and making then, a shirt that says that. And then the most ambitious crossover of all time since Infinity War. Sadako versus Kayako versus Jason versus Freddy versus McGregor versus Superman versus Road Rules versus Predator versus the Volcano. Versus X versus Seven. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I think we've successfully go. fixed these films today. That wraps that up in a nice little package. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you again, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Frightful Failures. Yes, as always, uh, feel free to follow us on any social medias. We've been posting more content on Instagram and Twitter, as well as another episode of Pinheads Enamel House is on the way. Ooh, yeah, as well baby. as uh, 
some new merch being dropped on Fully Gimmicked as we speak. What do you got going on? What 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 do you what are you plugging right now? Where can people well, find more of, of your uh, more terrifying Asian women with long black hair? We just released a one of a kind uh, scary Sue Young collectible, and we're going to be doing more merch there and doing a lot more one of a kind things. We're actually considering putting together like a punk vest of a wrestler of your choosing. Uh, Fully Gimmicked said all kinds of stuff on the on the on the hopper right now. Um, as for me, uh, mostly just professional wrestling, much to the chagrin and shame of my family. And uh, February 16th... Are you going to have to commit seppuku uh, because of the great shame you've brought on your family? February 16th, Punk Pro Wrestling, Coffee <laughs> Event Center. Google it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. As always... Uh, stay tuned for another installment of Team Viper Ghost Patrol. Zach, I love you. Uh-huh. For Tian Guignol, I'm Zach Romero. Thank you for listening to Frightful Fairs and continue circulating the tapes. In our world, hidden underneath our very noses, are horrors the likes of which we could never imagine. Bloodthirsty beasts, ancient demonic entities, and inhuman abominations plague the world of the living. Luckily, keeping us safe from it all is Team Viper Ghost Patrol. Starring Red Viper. Retired Luchador and the team's de facto leader. Close in Cincinnati! <laughs> I'm in flex! Dr. Xavier Gobblepot, a man of science and action and science. Science is not racist, it is the future. Jeffy, half woman, half beast, and 100% badass. I get the crappy dogs because I'm the failed monster. <laughs> and loads. A man of limited supernatural abilities and unlimited perversion. Oh. Yeah, thanks, man. That's wonderful. And then I just had to walk away. Join these four monster hunters as they travel the world in search of the strange and unnatural. If you've got a problem that defies explanation, then you better call Team Viper Ghost Patrol. Previously on. Team Viper Ghost Patrol. Well, stay with them for now okay. um, while you begin the process of maybe waking her up and yeah. uh, and beginning to explain. I imagine uh, it goes a little something. Hey, you gotta wake up. What the hell was that thing under your house? So we got our A team that was building the, the machine to begin with are back out uh, at the machine and... Jeffy is going to communicate by what, looking... Magic. Observe another time or place. So we were gonna look at the time of the attack. You're seeing things through the eyes of this little girl. And you see this massive shadow appear over the lake. You turn, and what you see is a seven-foot-tall patchwork creature. In the words of uh, Yukon McGillicuddy, classic Romanian wrestler, let's go check out that fucking castle. And as you come up to this ancient-looking castle, this uh, gothic castle, you see it has a modern security system built into it with an intercom at the gates. So, uh, I put on my, my, uh, Viboro mask and my sock. Yep, and we are gonna check <laughs> Wait, whoever answers this is a fan. Is a fan. The gentleman that you met over the intercom approaches you and introduces himself as Dr. Edward Bisongold. 
Um, so, um, well, well uh, you said that you were in town for the, the wrestling festival. Um, That's right. And uh, how did you hear about my humble work here? We heard, pray tell, of a, an unusual uh, specimen around town. Uh, and we happened to see one for our very own eyes, a, uh, what I think is the science German, and Xavier Kirk was wrong, a rape ape. Oh, a what? A, a rape ape. Oh, the, the Please don't say that word again. Apicus. Yeah. Oh that's, my that's gosh. A term. Okay. Doctor Eddie, would you happen to know anything about that? Gosh, I mean, uh, I'd be happy to t take you around my lab here and show you that all I'm working on are just sources of free energy. I'm just going to start walking around and exploring the place. Sure, that worked great last yeah. time. <laughs> this time, I'm going to follow. So I found a computer. I'm trying to investigate, crack the code, get in there, see what this guy's sure. working on. There's some, some shady stuff sure. going on here. Sure. Let's try to hack into it by hand. So you find this file, and you know that whatever you've done in this computer, it's going to shut you out in just a few seconds. So you really don't have the time yeah. to click on one of these files. One of them says Vladescu tragedy, and one of them says power outage? Question mark. We're going Vladescu tragedy. Vladescu tragedy. So you click on it, and you quickly skim through, and here's what you see: uh, workers Vladescu, uh, fire, tragic. Couldn't save them, my fault. Tragic, computer shuts you out. Now, Romanian WrestleFest, part five. All right, all right. Well. So let's cut back. Um, so you are so Jeffy's haggling with a, with a worker over medicine. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, that's right, you rolled, okay, no, that's right. So, so you're headed back, so you're like almost up to the castle at this point. They've already opened the gates and he was so, uh, he was so obsessed with... Um, with Well, the boner, oh. but also Red Viper. He didn't even close his gates again, so you're able to just like pretty much walk in. So you're like almost up through the, uh, through the doors and into the building here. So we're cutting back to um, our buddy Red Viper, who's Diana hanging Ross. out. Willie Nelson. I'm telling you, this song had everybody in it. It's gonna blow your mind when you finally get to see this. You're lying. Willie Nelson? I'm telling you. Is him? he in the video? Yes, and the boss, and everybody. I'm telling you. They're right not there. in the video. They're backup dancers? No, not dancers. No, no, no. They're in all... Captain EO? <laughs> not... How do you know about Captain EO? You know who's EO? in Captain EO? Doug Benson. Do you know him? He's one of the backup dancers in Captain EO. Did you know that? I think you're making that up. I'm not making that up. Look it up. Oh, Jesus. Did you know that Kevin Hart... Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact that he wasn't in Ace Ventura. I know that for a fact. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, hmm. Okay, so uh, that's that's amazing. Um, uh, by the way, where did your friends go? Oh, they had to go to the bathroom. Hmm. Together? And they communicated that way. Would you rather someone just wander alone to peace somewhere in your castle? Gotta use a buddy system. Okay. They have a buddy system here in Romania, right? Sure, sure, but my, my restroom is just like a single occupant restroom. So if they went in there together, is there chicken fighting in Romania? We travel as a team. There, yes, we travel as a oh, team. Oh, I we think piss, I heard him. We piss as a team. Wow. The team pissers. You can't cross the streams though. That's uh, uh, you know the movie here too. It's great. I I'm American. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I don't know how long you've been living in Romania. Hey, 
Doctor, why don't you tell me your whole history right now? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to do that. So, you know, living in the... Uh, I was I was brought here to Romania because I got some great real estate here on this castle. Huge castle, great amount of space. Um, uh, and, and the best thing is, because I'm here doing essentially humanitarian work, building free energy, uh, they give me all sorts of tax breaks and tax cuts. And he's just kind of rambling So then I show point. up. Perfect. Great. So you're in here and you say, oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is another Hi. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know her? Yeah. We go wow. Uh, I would love to, to, to study you. You are uh, some kind oh, of... Thank uh, you. I've been studied enough. Tell me, you're half human, half uh, coyote, or, or what? More, more wolf than coyote. Huh. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, well, well, listen, uh, th this is great, guys, but uh, listen, I, I'm doing a lot of really important work here, so uh, unless there's something else you, you need from me, and we can cut back I'm to you guys. jogging back to the conversation, knowing that he's, like, getting getting his hacking work done. Okay, so did say, you, did he tell you what he read or no? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I was, was keeping a lookout, and then okay. once he got in, I realized nobody was coming. I was mm -hmm. going to head back and try to find the guy and push him off to a different section of the house so he okay. could continue his investigation. Oh, oh, hey, uh, sorry, guys. i got to take this real quick. Uh, huh. I'm getting a notification on my Apple Watch that someone logged in to my Mac. Hey, would you like to, you know, show me this side of the house? That would be really awesome if I could, see, you know, if we could see that side of the house. Okay, right uh, I mean, I, I guess. Do you know but that section of your Gentlemen, I take my heart. security very seriously. I mean, if, if I'll let you study me. You'll let me study you. Wow, okay, well in that Not case, uh, if I get... Tells you that. Oh, wow, <laughs> it's been a while out here in this lonely Romanian castle. So, well, we guess that is the way you were untrusting <laughs> just with your eyes. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I mean, the fuck is impressive. Good Lord, man. It's a very, listen, I've been to a few pig shows myself, and that is an impressive hog. <laughs> All right? So, um, uh, but sure, I mean, if you'd like, uh, I've got a, a little lab right here where you can get some privacy um, if you want to come with me. Sure. Okay. What are you guys doing? Well, uh, so uh, is there like a waiting room, Doc? Is there like a, a lounge? <laughs> Sorry about I, that. Whatever you guys need to do. I, uh, I'm, I mean, if I could just have some private time to study her and uh, you guys can uh, do whatever for a second, okay? Okay. Hmm. All right. I'm headed to the bedrooms. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Dr. B, uh, apologies. Hmm. Yes, why? Drink a lot what? of water earlier. Did you happen to see where Lowe's went? We used the Lowe's money the, system. The, uh, the, the craft and carpentry store, or <laughs> is there one coming to Romania? Yeah, I, 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 I heard that there was one maybe being built, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I hear Home Depot really is kind of monopolizing the industry. So the sock I, puppet man. Oh, oh, sock puppet, puppet man. Yes, puppet, he yeah. creeped me out. Um, uh, yeah, did he nice just run back tender. over here a second ago? Oh. I said we were using the buddy system. I lost him. He he left the bathroom. Okay, I thought. Uh, well, well, if if you don't see him, I don't I don't know where uh, he would have. Uh, uh, Xavier, his uh, piss stain sock is right over here. Just come. I'll show you right where they are. Uh, Excellent. We're, yeah, we're gonna Leave give them some privacy. Okay. Um, uh, what are you guys doing next? Well, it's I'm clearly telling weird. them. It's getting really weird. Something's yeah, going on. Yeah, I got him distracted for a minute. 
He's about to either... Okay, so let me tell you what's going on. So, uh... So, Mr. I haven't gotten laid in uh, a year because I'm living in uh, an old gothic castle by myself (laughs) is about to lead this wolf woman that he's fascinated with into, like, a private, uh, like autopsy room or whatever and lay her down on a, on a stretcher um, unless you have more questions for him um, so you can either let him do that and then you got kind of free reign to explore the castle and see what else you need to see um, or you can keep talking to him team buddy piss system sticks together well, you heard the man uh, so, uh, so I assume Xavier gives like a quick rundown of like, hey, here's some weird stuff that I just found out. Now are we gonna just approach the doctor with this stuff? Well, can I roll to manipulate so I don't get taken into that bathroom? <laughs> well, sure. He's not a rape ape, so he might. He's be not sick. a rape ape. Um, he may have rape. We know that much. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm starting to get where he's going. He's certainly that. weird, and it may get a little a little funky, but but I mean, you he's You're telling like a. Me we can't trust a scientist. Who started by meat gazing for the first four minutes? You're telling me he's not trustworthy. Science is You guys are the ones who walked into his castle, fully popping them, popping one. All right, he didn't. He didn't come into your hostel. With, that's true. You well, know, no, with a because there wasn't anything interesting there. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so uh, okay, so 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 you want to manipulate right now then? Yeah. With the end goal of what? Just stalling for time, not getting dissected. I mean, preferably not getting dissected and, you know... He won't dissect you. Um, So he... uh, Okay, so you want the honest answer. He probably would take you in, and it'd probably be, like, a really uncomfortable scene where he kind of just pokes and prods at you and maybe just, like, occasionally, like, brushes a nipple. Presumably you have six nipples because you're half (laughs) dog. That's true. And and he's like, oops, uh, you know, and it's really awkward for probably both of you. Um... Uh, so what that- is this game that we're playing? <laughs> I don't know. the creepiest game of oh, operation. Oh, situation. Can I manipulate Sure. Like yeah, you can. Oh, it's going to be bad. Feel it. All right, so he's taking you in. The door is closing to the private operating room. He closes the curtains to that room there. Well, he's distracted, so there's he's that. He's distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's such well, an I'm gonna roll to investigate, <laughs> try to find as much as I can, like what happened here or what is being concealed here. Great. So you're investigating a mystery, yes? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's a good roll. So I would say at this point, you notice in one of the far corners of this castle, like a flickering of a light. And this seems odd because this isn't your typical horror film setting where everything's flickering. This is a super neat laboratory. Everything's clean, everything is powered on perfectly, so this seems very odd that there's just one little section where you're getting like a flickering light and there's also maybe a computer monitor around that area that's sort of glitching out a little bit as well. Well, now we've got some more time. I'd like to fashion a device to get into his system, really poke and prod. Sure. And you know that he has an alert. 
So you know can probably that. figure he out. He is definitely going to get an icon on his Apple Watch if you if you do that again. But uh, I mean, Unless he's pretty distracted. Right? He's very distracted. Right? Yes. So what? I imagine it would be a small device. We got something. I don't know. Here, you get to pick Just some uh, stuff about yeah. it. Okay. Slip what? What exactly do you want it to do? Well, let's do, I don't think I would have one on me. Let's say I want to crack into his system again, transfer over as much data as I can onto a advanced USB drive. Okay, so essentially, yeah. So transfer uh, all the data you can that's relevant to this mystery yeah. uh, so onto I'm a device that you just, can access. Yeah, I'm not casually like, okay. let me check this. I just. Plug okay. it in. Just plugs boom. in and just gives you everything. Okay, so in that case, uh, it won't be very reliable. Um, and it's going to cost a lot of money. Damn. And require an enormous amount of power. So power do what you will. All right, power we can get. Money is all I have to say about the castle. He said it's not reliable. It's not reliable, requires a lot of money and power. Costs a lot of money. By a lot of money, can you mean like a lot of expensive material? Well, as I said, money is sort of, uh, you know, fluid in this game. But I would say it's going to cost pretty much all the money you have on you. So if there's something else in this mystery that's going to require money, you're going to be tits up on that. Alright. So if, the, if, you, if you choose to keep that one. Actually, you can't swap, swap around. This is true. Uh, as far as it not being reliable, that's the one I was concerned about. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Or you can skip it all together and we can figure out a different plan. I don't know, we don't have a lot of time for this. Uh, we need to get some data off of his machine. So let's swap that it won't be very reliable to... Uh, requires a successful use of magic as okay. part of construction. So you'll roll for it? Yep. And we got seven plus, I use my sharp, plus two, so nine. Okay. So it's a fairly effective roll on that. So, um,. Great, so uh, we've got our use magic, so that's proceeding. You've uh, pretty much taken all of the cash in your wallet and just stuffed it into this machine you're making for some reason. I was saying, could, I was saying yeah. can I just like put it in like the uh, doctor's, the scientist's like, you know, drawer on his desk like listen sorry you take this i take a bunch of <laughs> that's <laughs> true like, sorry, yes I'm taking these but I'm there honest. you go that that's yeah. that that makes much more sense um so so, yeah, so you're stuffing all of your cash on you into uh into the doctor's uh, drawer and just taking all of his supplies <laughs> um and you've conjured some magic to make this machine um and so power wise we're gonna need you guys to figure out a, a source of power here for this so what are you using for power he said he had like solar power and all that stuff yeah he has all kinds of the supply pretty so you're using that as well so, pretty, so good so it's combined so it's so you're you're taking everything there yeah. so great um perfect all right so in that case we're, we're we're getting it going that machine is uh building it's not taking a long time you're gonna have it built in, in just a, a hot second here um what's everybody else doing right now 
I definitely need to go see what the hell's going on with the flickering light and all that bullshit. Okay, cool. And are you going with him, or are you staying with Xavier? Um, I'm going to continue Xavier? investigating the castle. I can imagine there's nothing more than going just solo. Sure, yeah, you yeah. can keep uh, looking around. Yeah. Um, great, so you head over Sorry. to the flickering lights, and what do you no, want to do? Well, I want to, I guess, uh, investigate a mystery, I guess? Let's see. Yeah, I think. Okay, so you're going to investigate a mystery. Um, I don't know. Because read a bad situation, the questions for that apply a little bit more to the situation, but... Like I said, the... the You're not the, really worried about the questions in particular? No. Okay. Then let's just... Successful roles, I'll just kind of give you what you need to know. Okay. For the most part. Plus sharp, which I don't think I am terribly sharp. Uh, well, I got plus one. Uh, Who's with you, nobody? No, I just wandered on my own. Sucks. Yeah, I'm terrible at this thing. <laughs> but I just leveled up, so that's good. Because I keep shitting the bed on all. All right. So, um, by the way, I wish we would have established this earlier, but I mean, I, I wasn't sure if we wanted to give you guys wonky talkings or something to communicate when you split up quickly, or or if you just prefer to have it where you have to do something extraordinary in order to get a hold of each other. I mean, I have a cell phone. That's established. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know where. Do you all have cell phones or? Yeah, or we're all pretty standard. I was just saying yes. Yeah. We're from America. It's the 20th century. Yeah. yeah. We're in Romania, so they may not have the best technology. Yeah, so definitely some pretty bad reception. They're getting sentences. 90s sitcoms in this, so yeah. real that, spotty on have, that. Do we all have like sprints and we can just use the walkie-talkie <laughs> features? <laughs> what do you have done? <laughs> that <laughs> could be possible. Yeah. Um, oh boy, yeah. You got a paper text or something. <laughs> Where you at? Okay, so um, let's cut back to um, uh, to Jeffy with Ed. So things are getting real weird in there. What would you like to do? Can I possibly get, is there any more information to get out of him? Would it be worth it? Could be. Ooh, it. Who, who, what do you, what do you know right now? What, did anyone tell you anything? Did any of your teammates? It happened pretty fast. So yeah. this thing it did happen pretty quick. So they didn't tell you anything? I'm just getting okay. like uncomfortably studied. Okay. I was going to say, what if you do your... Well, you have a slight advantage to, you know, him being as, you know, as Google eyes as he is right now. So, you know, if you want to roll for something, please feel free. Okay, what would I roll on this? Could I try to manipulate him to get yeah. information out of him this time? Yeah, for sure. Because like, what's happening is already happening. Yes. Okay, so you barely got it. So, uh, is there a specific question you have for him then? Doesn't need to be one of those on the paper. It could be anything that you realistically are, you know, know or are thinking about or want more details about. Based on what I know, which I don't know what you guys know. Yeah. So I would just ask him again if he knew what was going on about possibly some weird creature. That's true. Is there a little more weird creature? Setting? Okay. True, because she would have seen the creature, so she could describe it better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. My favorite part of the episode is when everyone put their thinking caps on. <laughs> this gets edited out, obviously. Okay, I don't know. I'm fucking <laughs> sucker. Okay. that part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you're putting me in that headspace. I, I, I see kind of more of this creature you're describing. It just, it, 
doesn't sound familiar to me at all. I've never heard of anything like that. So we can cut back. <laughs> so now things are getting weird again. All right. So now, uh, so let's cut back. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, searching. You're still searching. Um, you got your device. Your device is now built. Um, so now that we cut back, your device is built. So let's talk it out. What are you doing with it? Uh, plug it into the computer. I'm making a copy of all of his files, the information. So I have a local copy of it, we can search through this. Great, okay. So that works effectively. You successfully created this machine. It's working great, it's reliable. Uh, you pretty much get all the files you need just get right onto your little USB that you presumably have some kind of device to access it with, and you're done. You want to do anything else? Uh, so I got the, what I needed. I think I need to go check out this flickering light. Cool. So you head over uh, to our good buddy Red Viper. Red Viper, have you just been kind of standing perplexed, staring at this yeah, after your failure? Getting, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> Bullshit. Like, yeah, I'm getting just grumpy about it. Okay, excellent. Um, well, uh, now that you've got Xavier joining you, uh, do you have another plan of attack over here with these flickering lights? Well, I'm wrong, Eric. I want to. I'll punch some stuff, but I don't really think I said that. I think you do for sure. Um, yeah. So what, what now, would you like to do? Now, is this just a light and just a, a terminal, like a little computer thing, or is there like a door? Like mm, you're pretty much it's uh, it is the light. It is a terminal, and then there's a high window around there that you can't quite reach that you'd like to look out of. You cannot reach as yourself. It's probably like seven and a half feet high or something. Huh. But with our powers combined, it's true. This, start, this it, seems it, like a very actionable scenario. <laughs> what does he have to roll to climb up me like a tree? That would be an act under pressure to, to okay. climb you like the thick trunk of man that you are. True. Do we both roll for that? So that um, under his I'd say you're mainly just steadying yourself, so I'm not going to make you both roll. It's okay. going to be him rolling for this. So you're, you're acting under pressure with your plus cool. You have any cool? No? I do. Uh, oh, good. I'm very Before, cool. Science <laughs> is cool. Science is cool. Before you do this, if that dick of yours touches <laughs> my face, you die. Is your trunk still thick? All right. He's just let me know. That's true. He's away from Saki the, now. The puppet is gone. So the lab is still around. <laughs> yes. So, so maybe half jump. Quench yeah. my thirst. Right. I'm able to sate my needs. Fair warning. That's perfect. So not only do you clamber up him, you do like a backflip and just perfectly land on his shoulder. Uh, and uh, you look out the window. It's kind of beautiful. Your, your uh, view from up here is the whole village from up high on top of this hill. You see down below the closest house to you. Um, very close to the castle, uh, has a cow pasture out back. Um, you can see the wheat fields of the servant home, and uh, presumably inside there, the weeping uh, Nikolai with his dead rape ape. 
Um, <laughs> dead kid. Um, dead ape. Wife left him. <laughs> Boom! Mr. Salt! Pretty much him. He's summoned a rape ape on us. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys didn't do anything to deserve that. No, we were so much. <laughs> two tickets, motherfucker. I told him that everything was going to be okay. He chose not to listen. So, um, but most importantly, after you're sort of, you take in this view, you look down and you see a large clump of wires, um, going straight into the building where you're at and then leading down to the house right in front of the cow pasture. Oh. Science dictates. We investigate. Did I find anything in my meandering? You did not. You found his panties. I'm I'm most of the time. Are you? So you're just just like, like, you're just like worn out. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's a light jog. It's like a a a middle-aged mom jog. Yeah, exactly. A power walk. Okay. He he ran marathons and marathons. That's good. Okay. So you're not worn out. No. Okay. All right. That's good. Doesn't even sweat. And am I out of my situation? Um, you can now, uh, th- these guys have figured out their thing, so what, what, what are you, what are you guys doing next? So I think it's now, it's like, now it's, go sneak around time, let's go check this shit out. Check what shit out? The fucking wires the and all wires. shit, and the weird outhouse with the fucking kick-ass internet access or whatever bullshit's going on over there with the cow pasture. You said there was a shed, cow pasture, wires going into it. It's a, I, I don't recall saying any shed. It's, it's a, it's a Little home. Box. It's a home very similar to like all the, all the homes, the Serban home, this home you looked at, um, the home of the mayor, they all look pretty it's similar. They're about the same size. Well, we have all of his files. I need to get to a terminal so I can look at these. Mm. Up to you guys. You can either go look at the files. Uh, presumably, you have some kind of gadget there, Doctor. That can you get in the limo and check it out? Yeah, sure. You got internet access in there. Excellent. Um, are you guys just leaving Jeffy to her fate well, in no, there? Or? The thing is I'm planning on banging down the goddamn door and being like, "All right, you've had your fun. Let's go." <laughs> okay, great. Um, and then uh, have, have we corralled? Lowe's as well? I imagine Lowe's was just sort of jogging and doing his wind sprints. We were like, all right, we found it. We got a lead. Let's go. Excellent. All right. That's great. So on that place, let's just do a jump cut. You guys are outside the castle now. You're walking on. You're almost completely down the hill. And uh, you are back into the main village. So where are you headed? I guess to the cow pasture, right? Wires. Well, no, he's going to go to the limo and check out the files. So you splitting up or are you all going to the limo? I say we all go, so we all have the same yeah. information. Mm, yes, because she still doesn't know about the fire and all that stuff. Okay, so well, you're, yeah, so we're filling each other in. You're all catching each other up, and you know she's giving you like really uncomfortable stories about what happened behind those curtains, and uh, and you're letting her know about the what you read about the fires. Um, so what you get to the limo, and uh, you access the files, right? Right. Great. Um, and so now that you've got a, a, a spare moment. And uh, presumably, have you treated them to drinks in your life? Of course, Ezekiel is ready. Good, excellent. He doesn't embarrass me. Um, so what you find, uh, once you access those files, 
is uh, you, you finally see that file from before that you didn't have a chance to click on, which, which confirms uh, that there have been parts of the castle that have been mysteriously losing power and that uh, Dr. Bythengold has not been able to find out where it's going from. It's almost as if power is being siphoned from his castle and he cannot figure out uh, wh where, it's, where it's going. It's a shit shack. Um, and uh, once you have a second to look back at the Vladescu tragedy... You finally get a second to read over it, and it says that there were two workers, Mr. and Mrs. Vladescu, they're a married couple, um, who used to work for him, and a couple months back, there was um, a tragedy in which uh, they were both working overnight. They had decided to stay overnight to try and help him get some extra work done while he was, you know, sleeping. And uh, there was an issue with one of the free energy machines, the perpetual motion machine, where it ran too hot, it overheated, it caught fire. And Dr. Bysgill, being the smart guy that he is, had uh, a lockdown system in place that locked both of the Vladescus into this room, oh. and they both burned alive and died. Science, you cruel mistress. <laughs> it's not a Frankenstein monster, it's a goddamn ghost story the whole yeah. fucking time. So, um... <clears throat> oh, did I see any scribblings of paper? You did not see any scribblings in, uh, in the castle, no. Um, so, what's next, team? Will the team confront Dr. Bisingold on what they've learned? And what will they find at the shack next to the mansion? What awkward sexual tension will occur next? Find out the answers to this and more next time on Team Viper Ghost Patrol. 